0: I'm Caitlin Wittenberg, and you're listening to the Weekly Logistics Tech Update, brought to you by Dynamo Discussions, where we talk about all logistics, transportation, and supply chain innovations from the past week. We cover everything from delivery robots, warehousing technologies, self-driving cars, and much more. Also, stay tuned after my update, because Santosh is going to give his insights on all the logistics tech funding that happened the past couple of weeks. All right, let's do it. Lyft invented the bus route. Lyft is testing a new ride-sharing model called Shuttle. It works kind of like a bus route, where there is a set route with specific pickup and drop-off points and a fixed rate. Actually, that sounds exactly like a bus. Why don't you just take the bus? This feature is currently being tested in San Francisco and Chicago, where they also have buses. Okay, next, moving on from moving people to moving pizza. Starship Technologies, the maker of those nifty six-wheeled delivery robots, has partnered with Domino's to deliver delicious ZA to the masses within the next two months. Well, to the masses of people who live within a mile of a few select Domino's in Hamburg, Germany. The point is, drone deliveries are happening, slowly but surely. Also important to note, a human will have to accompany the little pizza bot to monitor in case something goes wrong. So for now, it's basically just a little pizza buddy for a few lucky delivery guys and gals. I would name mine Sammy. And that's not the only little buddy bot making its debut this week. Sometimes things happen in Waltham, Massachusetts for some reason. This week, a company out of Waltham made their collaborative fulfillment system available for purchase. Six River Systems, Inc. has created autonomous pick carts that travel alongside human warehouse workers to help guide them. This will make the humans more efficient and allow them to keep their jobs for at least a little longer. And we mustn't forget the inevitable Amazon portion of the update. First up, this past week, Amazon announced Amazon Fresh Pickup will be available at two locations in Seattle. The new grocery pickup service allows Prime users to order online and pick up their groceries in as little as 15 minutes. Currently, this is being made available exclusively to Amazon employees. This comes after Walmart has been rolling out its grocery pickup services across the land, which I have personally used here in Chattanooga several times because it's cheaper than delivery, but faster than doing the shopping on my own. With Amazon entering the game, though, who will be able to best balance convenience and price? We'll see. Next, Amazon Go stops. Amazon delayed the public debut of its Amazon Go grocery store after running into some glitches. Once more than 20 people are shopping at the same time or an item is moved away from its original placement, the tech throws a big error and humans have to step in. Bad news for Amazon, but good news for people who have jobs at stores. Also in Amazon news, last one, I swear. Amazon has acquired the Amazon of the Middle East, souk.com, solidifying Amazon's move to the Middle East, Amazon. All right, there was a lot of logistics tech investments made this week. Uh, Santosh is going to talk more about that in a minute, but I, one I wanted to, to note in my update is Joyrun just raised $8.5 million. This is yet another food delivery app, which is insane, but Joyrun stands out for its unique business model. So if you want food, you go to the app. And if another user is already heading to that restaurant, he or she can pick up your order and deliver it for a fee. This app is a two way street though. When you sign up, you are agreeing to deliver as well. Another interesting feature, you can opt to do a delivery for free for certain users, which to me creates an environment ripe for awkwardness. Do I charge this person with whom I'm vaguely acquainted a fee? Do I tip this person that I know even though they delivered my coffee lukewarm? What is our friendship worth? Also why is my friend getting all his lunches delivered for free? Is he hotter than me? Am I ugly? Oh God, I hate my life. Apparently the app piloted well on college campuses though, which is where it's targeting its efforts for the moment. All right, I'm going to hand it over to Santosh, who is going to talk about where all of the money was spent this week on logistics tech.
1: So uh, back, uh, it's been a couple weeks uh, since everybody last heard from me, and a lot has happened. Uh, so during that time period, I got married again. Uh, so my claim to fame, random fact at dinner parties will be been married twice by 29, yet never separated or divorced. Um Weird, I know. But anyways, uh, on to this week's happenings in the venture markets and beyond. Um, It has been a really interesting 10 to 14 days for logistics tech. Uh, I don't know if anybody's been keeping track, but over $75 million has been raised And that's been anywhere from seed rounds up to Series B. I think the more interesting ones that have come across have been the New York Shipping Exchange fundraise led by our friends at GE Ventures. And they also led uh, the Freight OS $25 million venture round as well. But then you also had a company called Turvo that emerged from Stealth been around for a couple of years, $25 million Series A. And I think what Turbo's is doing is basically they want to be a one-stop shop for all of your supply chain activities. So kind of, if you would, a, an aggregation layer of sorts. Uh, but then kind of moving forward, you're seeing more and more robotics interest uh, in this industry as well. And Right Hand Robotics uh, took uh, about $8 million. And uh, Andy Rubin, uh, he led that round and he's kind of viewed as a a brain in robotics, made a lot of acquisitions at Google that, you know, are still kind of being integrated, worked on, trying to figure out how you actually generate some kind of business value from. But I think really the the conclusion here is there's a lot of interest. There's clearly a lot of strategic interest in figuring out how we continue to light up the supply chain. And there's some kind of base. Things that need to happen before we say that we have a brilliant factory supply chain to end user experience. And a lot of that is kind of around just restructuring and rethinking the basics of the way we ship goods. And I think that's what you're seeing with standardized contracts at New York Shipping Exchange, as well as kind of the, the marketplace type concepts that Freight OS has and bring that full visibility end to end online. But uh, we're moving on to the next thing. And I think this is really interesting because we run into situations where our founders are selling into regulated industries or the government. And uh, this week, you know, the, the news out of the White House is that Jared Kushner has been tapped to kind of lead this White House Office of American Innovation. And, you know, what an awesome moniker, American Innovation. But nobody really knows what that means, or at least I'm not able to suss out with Caitlin You know, does that mean you're going to run government institutions like technology-driven startups, or are you just kind of infusing capitalism into some of these organizations? My thought process is either way, if you want to be competitive and truly say that you want to bring the best of business into government, you're gonna to have to use technology, you're gonna to have to use emerging startup principles, and you're gonna to have to have some level of business model innovation. And in the process, yeah, you might see some institutions that are privatized, you might see some right-sizing of certain departments when it comes to staffing. But ultimately, I think the US citizenship really deserves the best minds focused on running the government. And I think leveraging the best practices in the process do benefit American citizens. What I hope is not going to happen is, you know, more crony capitalism, continued nepotism, or pro-isolationist philosophies to permeate in DC. But uh, let's see, you know, not all bad, um, you know. Coming out of out of uh, Washington, I think we got to give them props that this might actually be a forward thinking effort. You know, lastly, uh, this morning we saw kind of this publication from Axios talking about the next startup hubs, and uh, you know they've peppered around the country. Uh, you know, various cities that they think might emerge as kind of the next big player away from you know Silicon Valley, New York, Boston, you know Chicago to some degree. And uh, I think it's pretty interesting that you have uh, what I would say three in the southeast and then four in the south. And you know specifically by name, Nashville, Raleigh Durham, Atlanta, Dallas. And I think what this shows is that for those cities that are trying to find some identity, and relevance in a world that continues to uh, leverage technology, uh, really focus on what is happening you know, in Silicon Valley and trying to embrace that. You got to focus on your strengths. And you know that's a big reason why Dynamo exists in Chattanooga and leverages that unfair heritage strength. It's logistics. And being able to, in concert with that, Uphold accessibility. So, what does that mean? Being able to get in and out. We're a, a globalized world, we're mobile. We need to be able to leave for New York or San Francisco, London, Shanghai, so on and so forth, in the process of conducting business. And that's where accessibility is very important. So, that means airports. And then also building a quality community. And what does a quality community mean? Uh, You know, that means an affordable cost of living. That means good infrastructure. That means great education. And we're quickly seeing that, you know, those questions are arising in San Francisco. Uh, You have Zapier basically saying, we're going to pay you to leave. So how does all that uh, really play into these emerging cities or emerging startup hubs, if you would, I think it'll be uh, quite interesting. And also what this is also going to continue to drive is that great investors are going to leave their comfort zones. You're just going to have to. They're investors that only invest in and around San Francisco. But I also meet folks who are saying, we don't care where the company is. If we can be helpful and support them and the founder is willing to travel to some degree, so are we. Uh, you know we will consider the investment, and I think we'll continue to see that. And obviously, our friends at Revolution and Steve Case, you know, embarks on his rise. Of the Rest Tour has a new leader to lead that as well. And this is, I think, something that we'll continue to see play out, especially as we have seen in 2016 that there might be citizens, fellow Americans that we've forgotten in middle America, and they have certain innovation needs and product needs as well that I think um, you know, these mid-tier cities could potentially capitalize on. But at that, you know, I'm signing off. You know, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Cheers.
0: All right. That is it for this week's update. We want to hear your thoughts on the logistics tech innovations we talked about this week. Tweet at us at this is Dynamo and we'll feature some of your tweets on our weekly updates. You can also get more great logistics tech content at hitthebutton.com and learn more about Dynamo at dynamo.bc. All right. Have a good week.